Hello and welcome to this another edition of Words from the Word of God. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so excited to be back with you after so long of a pause between broadcasts. We've had some health problems and I ask you to continue to pray for us in this ministry as we endeavor to serve the Lord and share words from the Word of God with you. Uh, today, I would like to begin to speak to you a series of messages on this topic, the Lamb of God, the Lamb of God. Today's title will be the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Now, I say this will be a series of messages, but we will do as always. We will go as the Lord leads by the Holy Spirit. But I believe he's directing us this way because as we see the things going on around us, especially with the unrest in the Middle East, we see the morality of our country declining at such a fast pace. We see evil has become good and good has become evil. Uh, right is wrong and wrong is right. Uh, we see all these things coming about. We see the Word of God coming to light and being poured out in front of our very eyes. And it's coming, the prophecy is being fulfilled all around us. And the time of Christ's return, if you are a born, a true born-again believer, you know it is not far off. I've never put a date on it. I never will. But I believe it's not for us to know the time. It's not for us to to know when the very moment he will return, but it is for us to prepare our hearts to be ready for him when he does. It's like my daddy used to say, be prayed up and paid up and ready to go. And there's no other, no better way that we can do that than for us to see the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and surrender our hearts to him surrender our hearts, cleanse our hearts, ask for the Lord to cleanse our hearts from all the sin that so easily besets us, and let's set that weight aside and just run the race and fight the fight of faith and surrendering our hearts to him. And that's the purpose of these messages is to help us to see a clear picture of the Lamb of God Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and what he has done for all humanity. Now, I speak to those that are unbelievers, those who reject Christ. It is my heart's prayer today that you would, through these messages, hear the truth of God's word and see how the Lamb of God gave his life and, and every bit of his blood on Calvary's cross for your sins, and that through placing your faith in him and repenting of your sins, turning from your sinful life, turning from that hopelessness and helplessness and turning to him by faith and receiving him in your heart and life by faith into your heart that you would be saved and you would be born again and ready in your heart for the Lord's return. Because if you wait until it's too late, you will experience God's judgment upon this sin-filled and Christ-rejecting world. And you will suffer the wrath of God, which will be poured out without mixture, no love, no grace, no mercy. That's a whole other message. But today, if you have your Bibles, if you have access to the Word of God by mobile device or computer, I would ask you to turn over to or access the gospel of john chapter one now we've got a good bit of scripture to cover here we may go a little long today but i ask you to bear with us 
uh, as we read. And I want you to see, I want you to clear your minds, to clear your hearts, and just listen to the Word of God and hear and see in your hearts the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, the Son of God. The Word of God tells us here, in the beginning was the Word, Lagos. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The word is the Logos. I in Christ all the fullness of the Godhead and the divine nature was told out. That's why he is the living word of God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. Without him was not, not anything made that was made. In him was life and the life was the light to men. And the light shineth in darkness and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. Let's identify who we're talking about here in verse 6. This is not speaking of the apostle John who wrote this, uh, this gospel. It is speaking of John the Baptist, the forerunner who would come, be the forerunner for Christ, who would announce his coming. That is John the Baptist. That's who we're speaking of here. That's who the word of God is speaking of here in verse 6. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness, to bear witness of the light. Notice the capital L there speaking of someone, the light, none other than Jesus Christ, that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. Speaking of the Jewish people, they received him not. They rejected him. But as many as received him, to them gave he the power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. This speaks of the incarnation of Christ. God the Son, the second person of the Godhead, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, or God the Holy Ghost, God the Son, God himself becoming flesh, taking upon himself flesh, blood, and bone, that he may walk among us and live a sinless life and die an innocent sacrifice for the guilty. That is who is speaking of here. This is speaking of his, his incarnation, where he took upon himself flesh, blood, and bone. Verse 15, John bare witness of him and cried, saying, listen to John the Baptist's witness here. This was he of whom I spake. He that cometh after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. That speaks of his eternality, as John has also spoken of there in the first three verses, that he was eternal. He's the eternal son of God, and he created all things because by him was everything created, and without him was nothing made that was made. Verse 16, and of his fullness have all we received and grace for grace. Thank God for that. But listen to his, identi his identification of who he's talking of and who he's given a testimony of. He says right in verse 17, for the law is given by Moses, but grace and truth 
came by Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. No man has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he hath declared him. That means Christ has manifested. He has declared God to us. I want you to jump over to verse 29. The next day John seeth Jesus coming unto him and saith, Behold, listen closely, behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. Then go over to verse 32. And John bare record. Listen to this. John, speaking of John the Baptist again, bare record saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and it abode upon him. This is speaking of the baptism of Christ by John the Baptist in the River Jordan. Uh, you, that's recorded in Matthew chapter 3, I believe verse 13 through 17 is where that can be found. And that's where Christ was back, came to John in the Jordan River and was baptized to fulfill all righteousness. And as he come up out of the water, the Holy Spirit descended like a dove and lit upon him. He even says there, and John saw that, and he heard a voice from heaven saying, and that's for God the Father, saying, this is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. That's Matthew chapter 3, verse 13 through 17, if I'm not mistaken. Verse 33, this is John's continued testimony, John the Baptist, and he says, I knew him not, but he that sent me to baptize with water, speaking of God the Father, has sent John the Baptist to be the forerunner. The same said unto me, Upon whom thou shalt see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, the same is he which baptizes with the Holy Ghost. And I saw and bear record that this is, listen, this is the Son of God. Again, the next day after John stood and two of his disciples and looking upon Jesus, he, he, as he walked, he saith, what did he say here? Verse 36, and looking upon Jesus as he walked, he saith, behold, the Lamb of God. May the Lord bless the reading of his word to our hearts. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the Lamb of God. John proclaim this he made a declaration a profound declaration to us as to the one who would eternally change the hearts of countless humanity and save countless souls from their sins he said behold the lamb of god which taketh away the sin of the world he was announcing for all to hear for then and now that jesus christ the son of god has come to deliver them and us from Satan's power and redeem us from the bondage of sin and death. A most gracious and glorious proclamation indeed, as each and every soul should give glory to God for the gracious gift of his only begotten Son for all of lost humanity. But it, it is my belief that for us to truly understand and fully appreciate the magnitude of this remarkable gift, we must first understand why the Lamb of God was sent. 
why? Why would God send his only son, the Lamb of God, to die at a place called Calvary, a place where his body would be completely broken and his innocent, precious blood poured out for all of humanity, all of sinful humanity? There are four words that answer that profound question, that profound eternal question. And the answer carries such devastating and damnable eternal consequences for all that are bound to them. The answer to this question is Satan, sin, and death. These words have eternally plagued the whole human race since the beginning. And the beginning is exactly where we will begin this series of messages in the next broadcast. We will look into the book of Genesis. We will begin by looking there in the book of Genesis and see where sin entered into the world. Sin entered into the world. We will still be speaking on the Lamb of God, but we will look at why he was sent, why God sent his only son. We will see that it was not a surprise. God was not taken off guard by the sin that entered in the world there in the Garden of Eden. He was not taken by surprise because we know and we will see as is revealed in the word of God in the, the epistle of Peter that he was foreordained before the foundation of the world. That means before everything was created, Christ was chosen. Christ was foreordained to come as the Lamb of God, which would take away the sins of the world. As far as, uh, you know, many people, when they think of the Old Testament, and as I talked about, we're going to look at Genesis. Now, I know many people do not like to read the Old Testament simply because it's hard to read and hard to understand, while yet many others state it is not relevant to our lives today. I beg to differ because as far as relevancy, I believe the Old Testament is very relevant to each of our hearts. As through it, we see God's redemptive plan for all mankind is revealed throughout its pages. As far as being hard to read and understand, if we will pray and allow the Holy Spirit to reveal the truth of God's word to our hearts, I believe we will see not only God's redemptive plan for us told out, but more importantly, I believe we can see the Lamb of God revealed on every page of the Old and New Testament as the red line of his blood runs throughout from Genesis 2, Revelation, John said, and John the Baptist, and I want to quote this from John chapter 1, verse 29 again, he said, the next day John the Baptist, John, seeth Jesus coming unto him, and saith, behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. It is the prayer of my heart that by the end of this series of messages, every one of us will truly see Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, the Son of God, and that by placing our complete hearts and surrendered hearts to him, giving our complete hearts to him, that we will get right with the Lord and we will walk worthy of our calling, worthy of his blood, worthy of the Lamb's blood, that we will Get, get rid of it. We will pray that the Holy Spirit will get rid of the sin in our life, that he will convict us of where we're walking wrong, and that we will completely surrender our hearts and lives to him, and that we will truly honor every drop of the Lamb's precious blood that was shed at a place called Calvary. It is also my heart's prayer 
that within the, if anyone within the sound of my voice, if you have not received Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, the Son of God as your personal Savior and Lord, that you would realize how hopeless and helpless you are in the grip and under the power of Satan, that you would truly understand that you are in eternal bondage to sin and death. And you have the only way of salvation and redemption is by the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, the Son of God. It is so, salvation is so simple. Man struggles with the simplicity of the gospel. The simple simplicity is, and I don't want to get too far ahead, but this is an important message for those that are lost and undone without Christ today. You need to understand, God loved you so much that even while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. It's not about what we do. It's not about who we are. It's about who he is and what he did on Calvary's cross, and that shed every drop of his precious blood. And we will cover that in great detail in this message because it is the blood, it is his blood that redeems us. I've heard people say many times, oh, y'all have a bloody religion. No, I don't have a bloody religion. I have a blood relationship with the Lamb of God, a personal relationship, and it is my heart's desire sinner friend that you would see your hopelessness and helplessness and the grip and power of satan and sin over your life and sin and death in your life for the apostle paul said for the wages of sin is death but the gift of god is eternal life through jesus christ the lord and i want to tell you how simple this is and and i want don't want you to think that you've got all day you've got forever to make a decision no Christ could return at any moment. Not only that, your life is compared in the Word of God to a vapor which is here for a little while and then it's gone. It's like a puff of smoke. Your life is that fragile, sinner friend. But I want you to understand something. All you have to do is confess your sins and believe. The Word of God tells us in Romans chapter 10, verse 8, 9 and 10 and 13. I want you to listen to these very closely. But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. This is the word of faith which we preach. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Listen closely, sinner friend, because people look that if they looking down on you and saying, "Well, yeah, you too bad to be saved." Listen to what verse thirteen says of Romans chapter ten: For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Not a maybe. Not, well, you got to go do this and do that. No, all you got to do is call upon the name of the Lord and believe in your heart that he died on Calvary's cross. Believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, that he is the living Savior. If you believe that in your heart and repent, turn from, he said, confess. Confess, that talks about repentance. That means to turn from your life. Repentance speaks of a change. 
not just an emotional experience. It speaks of a heart change, and that's when Christ comes into your heart and the Holy Spirit floods in and completely changes you. That's when you know that you have truly received the Lamb of God when you have turned. He turns you from that life of sin and turns you to the grace of God, and that grace of God and the gospel message becomes a reality in your heart as Christ, the Lamb of God, the Son of God, God comes to live in your hearts by the power of the Holy Spirit. I pray that you would give your heart and life to the Lord today. It is so simple, but it is so eternally profound because it carries eternal consequences. Without him, you are damned to an eternity in hell and the lake of fire. That is a home that was prepared for Satan and his angels. It was not prepared for you. Jesus, God has gone on to prepare a place for us, and we must receive him by faith to be there with him one day. Thank you so much for joining us today, and I look forward to the next time that we can share and a word from the word of God. God bless.